Hey everybody, this is Jeff. Just wanted to give a quick intro. This is an episode of TH and Fantasy, uh, the first episode on, I guess, what we're calling the Football Absurdity Podcast Network. Please don't spell out uh, or initialize Football Absurdity Podcast. Please do not do that. Um, this is hosted by Tony and Ryan. Uh, Tony, you may know from uh, either the wonderful player profiles that are going up this month on the Draft Prospects or our Thursday night Farceball Twitch streams. So this is the uh, first episode hosted on the website uh, on footballabsurdity.com. Um, it will be getting its own uh, feed in the future. But for now, please enjoy this episode of TH and Fantasy. Craig's back. Craig's back. Damn. Craig's back from vacation. He's back from his sabbatical. I know, and we're happy to have him back. Um, this is TH Fantasy, episode 20-something. I'm Tony. This is Ryan. Hello. How's everyone doing? Oh, this is awesome. And Craig is here. Craig doesn't talk. Craig's on the other side of the glass, but Craig's back from sabbatical. Um, before we get started into our stuff, uh, last week's episode was fire, as always. Hopefully, this episode will get hosted, will be the first one that we have hosted on Football Absurdity, because the gentlemen there have been kind enough to to host our stuff and and uh, doing some writing for them. It's, and it all started because of the draft guide, which is what we're going to kind of be talking about today. Um, so... The draft guide that we have, the TH Fantasy Dynasty Pre-Draft Rookie Preview Guide, it's like 22 pages. It's free. Uh, it's on our Twitter page if you want. Uh, it's going to get expanded. And I've done – this week I typed up 55 pages worth of scouting. So um, we still have a whole other month for Tony to make this, you know, potentially a Bible. It's, it's getting there, man, because now that I'm done, I'm like – I should watch this guy's tape, or I should watch this guy's tape. Some guy from Southeast Central Missouri Tech, yeah. uh, you know, who scored like two touchdowns in a game three years ago or something. Um, so, shouts out to the Football Absurdity guys. We're going to work on hopefully getting some intro and outro music since we can't use unlicensed Steven Seagal solo work to play us in and out. We'll find some public domain stuff. Oh, yeah. For sure. And you know what? Would you be surprised if Steven Seagal, like, didn't copyright his shit on accident and it was, like, all free anyways? How crazy would it be? That's that's in the realm of Seagal possibility. I guess it's true. Maybe he's, he could have sold the rights to his music to public domain. I'm saying. I'm also a fan of the idea of us rolling with Seagal. The problem is, is that it's under football absurdity, so we wouldn't get it. But, like... I would love to get a cease and desist letter from Steven Seagal's lawyers, wouldn't you? I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. <laughs> Man, it probably would be funny for like a second. <laughs> yeah, I'd just be like, no, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. And then I'd head right on down to Michael's and get a frame so I could put that shit on my wall. Unless, um, it, said like, unless it said like, you must pay Steven Seagal one katana sword from Japan. 
in order for the rights to his music. I don't know. I don't know if he'll even get it. I feel like he's probably out there on the front lines in Russia. You know, oh Seagal and Putin are boys. You're probably right. Unfortunately. So, anyways, enough Seagal talk for now. Um, so, I published all of this stuff. It's a ton of work. It's a labor of love. I had a ton of fun doing it. Ryan's a much busier guy than I am. So, uh, Ryan, started. you started digging in. So, now that now that you've you've got your feet wet a little bit, uh, you've done most of your research watching like highlight videos, right? Like packages of their best stuff. Yeah. So Tony gave me this list last week, obviously, as we discussed on the show, or not list, just a guide. And so I took some time during the week to uh, watch some, you know, highlight reels from a handful, well, more than a handful of the guys that he, probably about ten guys that he that he did and I had time to watch video on all those guys and we'll go over that and um coming up soon here uh what else did you want to get to something else first or well I wanted to say that you got the hookup because the cool thing is is that you're going to get to watch these highlight videos but since I've done so much for every one of the guys that I wrote about for football absurdity I watched at least five of their games oh yeah I'm I'm sure that you know I watched uh 10 to 20 minute highlights of all these guys you watched right. right you watched games well so the cool thing is is that you can be like hey i saw this is this usually what this player does and i could be like right. yeah, like this it's like that so i'm really excited that we're going to spend the next uh i would say few weeks uh going through these and and talking about stuff so tell me about some of the guys that you've you've watched that you're high on Actually, let's start with some guys that you're high on. Okay. Um, well, you know me, I love tight ends, so we'll save that for last. Sure. Um, I mean, it's the general narrative. I'm not, I didn't really see anything too much impressive out of a lot of the quarterbacks this year, but um, sure. I didn't, I did like watching um, Carson Strong, Nevada, um, and I did like watching Matt Corral. Um, those are like the guys I think could potentially like start after a couple of weeks after being drafted, maybe. See, it's funny because people hate Carson Strong. And I don't know why. His tape was pretty good. I, I mean, so, I guess I see it. He plays in Nevada, which is like the Midwest, South, uh, Arizona, Cactus League, you know. But um, so a couple things about Carson Strong, like First off, as I'm sure you saw, like he he doesn't move in the pocket, right? He's yeah, a very yeah. he's a statue. Yeah. Um, now I am not a uh, I'm not a doctor, but what I did learn about Carson Strong is that he he has a knee condition where a bone underneath the cartilage of his joint dies due to lack of blood flow. So it is dead or it's slowly dying? Uh, I don't know. I just know that, like, it's a concern that most teams have. Yeah. So, like, it might be a medical thing. Um, I feel like that's I, something you could just fix with, like, stem cells or something. Like, the NFL's got that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I said that Carson Strong is the Jeb Bush for president 2016 of this rookie class. Oh, shit. Um, I... You know what? Like, if this was like last year, 
where there were five first-round quarterbacks, I don't think I would even care about Carson Strong. But the quarterbacks this year are so – they all have such glaring flaws that I think yeah. Strong's got as much a chance as, as uh, some of them. Right. And it'll, it'll, um, be, it'll be interesting to see if, if, if one or if any – quarterbacks from this draft class even get a chance to be starting quarterbacks you know they could just be career backups um i mean i think about some of them some of them might get a chance to start but it's going to be in shitty situations where someone's out or they get drafted by a really crappy team but i mean i think it was last week where we talked about the 2013 quarterback class yeah yeah uh, with Mar- Matt Barkley, EJ Manuel, Geno Smith, and yeah. Landry Jones, Tyler Bray, yeah, career yeah. back. It's a it's a bad class, which means uh, anything can happen. Uh, okay, so Carson Strong, and then uh, I Mac- I'm a big Macarell fan. Yeah, the, the Ole Miss guy. Yeah, uh, Macarell is my uh, number two quarterback this year. I think Macarell's release is nuts. Uh, Matt Corral's an awesome athlete. Um, he's playing against the SEC, so he's got, you know, he's got the the resume against pro pro level defenses. His deep ball is great, um, and like I don't know if you saw, but he does that. He's that type of dude that's like, oh, it's third and six, and I'm scrambling, and I'm gonna get hit. If I go for the first down, I'm still going for the first. He's that type of dude. And, like, I love that shit. It's silly, but I love that shit because I would rather see my guy. Like, wouldn't you rather see Justin Fields slide short of the first down marker instead of getting a colossal fucking hit? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're a fan, like, if you're a player on that team, you're like, that's my guy. That's (laughs) my guy. So I, I like Corral a lot. So tell me, tell me about a couple more. Um, um, the, the only other guy I really watched was uh, Pickett, um, and kind of I just get I get so into the media norm where I'm like everyone's like he's got small hands, he's got small hands. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I'm like what has he got the hands from the guy from Scary Movie or something? Yes, like yes, he's got the Scary Movie two let hands. Me, let me use my strong hand, you know, like. <laughs> so I get I get distracted and I. I just have no confidence of him because of that. But they did say this week that apparently since the combine, his hands grew. Now, yeah, right. I don't, like I don't know how much. I don't know what that means. Like, I've never heard of hand growth hormones. Hgh, um, hand growth hormone. Hhgh, right? <laughs> um, out of any of the quarterbacks, he had the fucking cleanest pocket. Like. It was unbelievable. There was no one around him because, of course, you know, like you said earlier, one of the tapes I studied, I remember writing down like, why the fuck am I watching this dude play against New Hampshire? Yeah. Like, what does that tell me? It doesn't tell me anything. Uh, So we were talking before on our pre-call meeting, our our very fancy pre-call meeting, that you've watched a few of the running backs, too. So um, who, who did you like? You watched Brees Hall. Everyone knows Brees Hall. He's in a one-quarterback rookie draft in Dynasty. He's the first overall. He's going to go in round four or five in redraft leagues in in the fall. 
So, so what else you got? I really enjoyed uh, Dalvin Cook's brother, James Cook. Um, right. Like, interesting thing I I saw right off the bat was that he he had he averaged ten yards per pass last year, not carry per pass. Right. Um, he, he's the the scat back extraordinaire. Right. Um, and even when he's running the ball, he looks good. He looks just like his brother. He does. The interesting thing about Cook to me is that he was really only used as pass catching back. But who was the other guy that they had? Zeus White. Oh, uh, um, Zamir White looked really good too. Uh, he did. His his what what did I say earlier? His it, it he looks like he's got so many yards after the first contact. Like yeah, yeah. Um, I I didn't like Zamir White's tape. The first time I watched it, and then everyone started with hyping, being like uh, Walker, who also writes for Football Absurdity, was saying that Zamir White's his number, his fourth, like his running back four. And I'm like, no fucking way. That's really? And so I rewatched it, and I'm like, okay, I guess it makes a little bit more sense. Um, I also watched a little bit of Isaiah Spiller stuff, too. Um, okay. Now he got hurt by a really slow combine or a really bad pro day where he ran like a four six forty or something. Really? Because it looks like he's got awesome breakaway speed. Yeah. Um, Spiller's gonna fall. I think Spiller's now the third running back taken. Uh, so I think that's great value if you're in the rookie draft. And oh yeah. Um, anyone else that you were thinking about for running backs? I know you have a lot. You know, we, we talked a bit earlier before on the pre-show call about yeah about Brees Hall, but I see after we after we spoke earlier, I see that you're coming around to to sip the Kool Aid, and you're starting to see who my favorite sleeper wide receiver is. So go ahead, Ryan, take it away. You you want to start with him? Yeah, let's do it. I just on random chance. I was I was going through Tony's guide and I was like, oh, he compares this guy to Cordero Sutton, and um, I started watching him and I'm like, holy crap, this is a white guy, this is <laughs> this is this is an awesome guy, Alec Alec Pierce, yeah, um, man, I, one of the notes I wrote down was nice hands for a white guy. <laughs> um, it's funny because we're you know the the joke people are gonna that have, that don't know us are gonna be like, what does race have to do with it? And of course it doesn't, but it doesn't. But and the way, but the way that football writers always write this kind of stuff is like, oh, he sneaked past. And that's what I'm getting at. I wasn't that's saying right. it. I'm, not right. making it, I'm not making it a race. Well, thing. Of course, of course. But it's always like, yeah, oh, he's you know, he's just a student of the game, high IQ, right. exceptional. Um, so, so yeah, for a, for a sneaky fast guy, he's really good, right? Yeah. Some of his film was like, man, this guy's gonna translate really nice to. I just hope he goes somewhere where that throws a lot, you know. Uh, so he, Alec Pierce, for those that don't know, uh, he's 6'3", 211, and runs a 4'4", He also had the highest uh, vert at the combine. He had a 40-inch vertical. Holy crap. Yeah. So um, he is uh, what they call a monster, and and he's local to us. Um, how, how awesome would it be if the Bears got him in the draft? Well, you know, Pace picked Cole Komet because he was a local kid, 
Yeah. Or that, that was part of it. Um, and, and that didn't work out great, but that's not the point. The point is it's, it's been done before. So oh, right. there's always a chance. It's um, it does. So some of the stuff that, that I really saw that I liked a lot about Alec Pierce is he, first off, he loves to block and like, that's great for fantasy. Cause you're like, this dude's going to get action. That's what, you know, that's what we want. Yeah. Yeah. Not only does he block down the field, like he wrecks dudes down the field. Like he is laying dudes out and making like the last block to spring the guy all the way for the touchdown. He is that dude. Nice. Um, uh, so yeah, four, four, 40, 40 inch vertical. I don't know if he comes in and dominates right away. I think that he's going to need a little bit of time. I think he's going to need a little bit of patience. He's going to need to refine his route running technique a little bit. But like you said, if he goes to a high volume offense, the sky's the limit for this dude. Right. Um, high volume offense, and all all it takes is you know one star to get injured, and all of a sudden he's a wide receiver three in their scheme, and he's getting some looks because the other two guys are covered. Well, his combine was so good that he might end up around three pick, which means you're putting him on the field as soon as you. Yeah. So, okay. so let's see what happens. Um, so, what else we got? You got any other receivers that you've watched so far? We talked a little bit about Wandale Robinson. We? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the really small guy, right? The Muggsy mm-hmm. Bogues of football. Yep. Spud um, Webb pass. I mean, for such a small guy, he freaking dominates when he's yeah. out there. I mean, yeah. and and I see how he dominates. I mean, he, when you're so small, you can cut in and out like way faster than anyone that's five inches taller than you. And yeah, I mean, he makes different angles. Yeah, um, it it was some of his stuff was really fun to watch. Um, yeah, he's, he's definitely a short space guy. You want to get him the ball on screens, right. him more a little bit. Yeah, um, the other guy I watched bunch of stuff the other day was sky more um, more thoughts I'm, I'm here for your sky more take i want to see him on the bears <laughs> you want to see him on your fantasy team next year yeah that's true um yeah i got a question for you i got a question for you in redraft leagues we got in our home league we got you know it's 12 man half point yeah. um five benches two starting Two running backs, two wide receivers, two flex. Um, round fifteen. If Sky Moore is a team slot receiver, are you taking Sky Moore in redraft? I guess, unless he's like on the Jaguars or something. But <laughs> yeah, he might be uh, great on the Jaguars. No, nah, you know, you know, Trevor Lawrence is just going to go tight end ham all year. That's who he's comfortable with. Wouldn't it be sick if the Jaguars play McBride? <sighs> I mean, yeah, and then they would have Kirk, McBride. They still have – no, Jones is gone. Uh, Chenault might be gone too. Wasn't someone trying to get LaVisca Chenault? Um, I saw someone say something about Chenault to Kansas City, but yeah. I haven't seen anything to back that up. Right. Someone – I just heard some speculation the other day that he might be gone from the Jags, but – and he could benefit. I mean, he's a really good player. For some reason, he just hasn't done well with – Sure. And Chenault was a guy whose tape I loved when he was a rookie. I thought he was fucking awesome. I wanted the Bears to get him, but they had Cordero Patterson. So yeah. I was like, 
Don't worry about it. All right. So we have next week we'll have Ryan. We'll talk a little bit more about um about some more of the guys you like. Uh we're gonna we're running a little on time, so we'll we'll do uh another we'll do more. Yeah, we'll do another bit of that next week. So we're gonna spend the next few days researching guys that are right around where Ryan's dynasty picks are. Uh, pick 210 and pick 312. So our goal is by next week, I want us to each have a couple players that we think will be available around there and we'll talk about it. Shouldn't it be 311 because I had the second pick in the draft? Hey, man, look. Or did I, did I trade? You know I love 311. Yeah. So... Uh no, you, it's three twelve because you won our dynasty league last year. Oh, that's right. Yep. Ryan's walking that tightrope of, hey, I'm I'm starting to get into rookie scouting, but uh, also I traded all of my picks right. so that I can get guys to win this year. But like, right. you it fucking won. You're one and out. It worked. I did. Right. Right. So it worked though. So. We're going to try to find you have one draft pick in the rookie draft. So I'm so excited because I want you to. I want us to find you that one guy. You're going to get your Mr. Irrelevant. And I want to see you get a fucking stud. Well, I think the league that I have the second pick round or, or second round pick 10. Yeah. Really, I would really like to get that Pierce guy. Um, if okay. there. Um, yeah. Third, or did you want to talk about the second pick? No. Well, what I what I think we should do is I think we should have um, we should have we should each come up with a list of three or four guys that'll be around that region, and we'll try to figure out like we'll rank them. Okay. So so let's give it a week. We'll do a little research. Yeah. And then we'll go from there. Because it'll be targeted research. You know what right. I mean? Right. Well, right now, a logical choice for me, I think, would be that Pierce guy. And um, and I know you're huge on Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina at tight end. Yes. yes. And I think he'll be there at the end of the third. He's a balls tight end. That guy's going to be awesome. I agree. Um, okay, so last but not least, we're going to go through a, a brief mock. It was uh, Tom Fornelli on CBS. It was a terrible mock. So let's talk about some of these uh, <laughs> fantasy positions. Um, Do you want to just go down the ranks and say who they had at the picks and just leave out the irrelevant ones? I'll list. Yeah, I have them all written down right here. Um, okay. So at pick six, the first skill position player off the board is Kenny Pickett to Carolina Panthers. Pick eight is Malik Willis to Atlanta. Uh, pick 12 is Jamison Williams to the Vikings. 16 is Garrett Wilson to Philly. 18 is Drake London to New Orleans. 21 is Traylon Burks to New England. 22 is Chris Olave to Green Bay. The 30th spot is Jahan Dotson to Kansas City. And at 32, Desmond Ritter goes to the Lions. So, aside from the fact that this mock is fucking terrible, like, I don't understand why they would do the way the things that they did. Um, it will be interesting to see 
who Green Bay grabs in the first round because they're obviously going to go for one of those wide receivers. Yeah. And there's a chance they go wide receiver, wide receiver. I don't think they will, but there's a chance. Do they have a second round pick? Yeah, they have two firsts and a second. Oh, shit. Yeah, one of these high-end wide receivers is definitely going to Kansas City, and one is definitely going to Green Bay. So here in this mock, Olave to Green Bay and Dotson to Kansas City. Olave right now is going about wide receiver four. Really? After, after Burks, Wilson, and London, in whatever order you want. Um, if Olave goes to Green Bay and Garrett Wilson goes to Philly and London goes to New Orleans and Burks goes to New England, Chris Olave, I think, becomes the second wide receiver off the board. And that's because, I mean, he's in Green Bay. He's a possession receiver in Green Bay. He's going to crush. Right. Um, it moves Dotson up a lot more, too, if Dotson goes to Kansas City, but he's not as fast as Tyreek Hill. I mean, you're a Big Ten guy. You've watched some Penn State games. He's good. He's not. Yeah, yeah. He's not jump off your screen. Great. Um, this mock is hilarious because they have Jamison Williams to Minnesota. Um, yeah, right. Jamison Williams is a is a deep specialist. He's a he's a one of the fastest guys I've ever seen. They need a possession guy to clear off coverage from yep. Jefferson. Like they they don't need another deep guy. Why would you do that? Hey, I have Henry Ruggs. I should get Deshaun Jackson. Like that doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, I think. I mean, I gotta admit, Jamison Williams in Minnesota would be super fun, but it's got no real real life implications. Um Garrett Wilson to Philly, this absolutely fucking sucks for Garrett Wilson because he's a sharp, precise route runner and he would go to Jalen Hurts. Yeah. That would be fucking awful. Um I've seen Garrett Wilson to Atlanta at pick eight in a lot of mocks. Um and I think that's better for him because him and Kyle Pitts are two dudes that you could line up anywhere on the field, and they're awesome, and I think that'll make Mariota's job easy. Well, you don't think Atlanta's going to take a quarterback first? I think Atlanta's perfectly fine with sucking this year and then taking one of the high-ranked quarterback prospects next year and giving that guy a year to learn while Mariota plays the last year of his contract. Yeah, I guess that's true. So um, I – this mock with Malik Willis to Atlanta is just kind of weird, but knowing the way things are, maybe that'll be how it ends up. Um, I Drake London in New Orleans is actually like really fun because Drake London reminds me a lot of Mike Evans. I was just looking at that, and especially because what they're bringing Jameis back, right? Yes, sir. Oh, shit, he could potentially have another 5,000 yard season. He might throw 40 interceptions, but, you know. <laughs> he, will, he will throw 40 interceptions. Right. Um, I I don't think London goes to New Orleans, but it's fun to think about. Um, Traylon, yeah. Burks, Traylon Burks going to New England is, is interesting. Um, I see him to Philly most times. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if Mac Jones can get the ball to Traylon Burks the way that I want quarterback to get the ball to Traylon Burks. You don't think so? I mean, for all the shit he got last year, he actually, towards the end of the season, started to put up some 
decent numbers. Sure, sure. Um, here's my thing, though, is you haven't watched any Traylon Burks yet, have you? No. Okay, so for a dude that gets compared constantly to, like, oh, he's A.J. Brown, oh, he's Debo Samuel, because um, he's 6'2 and 225, he's a slot guy. He's not a boundary guy primarily. He played most he's, of the time out of the slot. He's not that tall, but he's beefy. Yeah, and, and so New England's offense usually likes a small, speedy guy like a Sky Moore for a slot instead of a dude like Traylon Burks who's a fucking monster. Yeah. So I don't think he goes to New England, but it I'd be it'd be really interesting to see. Um and then the quarterbacks. Um Pickett to Carolina seems realistic. Like I think that seems like a I think so too, yeah. I know that they had scouts at his pro day and, and the the coach was seen talking to him and all that kind of stuff, you know, and, and who teams that go to a player's pro day, I think are, it's telling, you know, they want to get another look at that dude, which is why I think it's so cool that the Chicago bears went to Alec Pierce's pro day. I'm just saying. But was, was that, was it Watson's choice to not go to Carolina or did Carolina pass on him? I think it was Watson's choice which is odd that he even had a choice, but. Those no trade clauses, man, they're, they're valid. Even if you're a horrifying rapist. Yeah, I um, guess that's true. Uh, so here's going from someone who I hope bad things happen to, to someone who I hope bad things don't happen to Malik Willis to Atlanta at eight. I don't hate it, but I also think that Atlanta would be smart to just wait till next year to get. Yeah. Um, Malik Willis is really fun, and he is not ready yet. So if you're not going to start him right away, what does it even matter, you know? But that also might be a good thing for him to get into a team that's rebuilding like this, uh, to get some time where you're not expected to just be baller right away. Sure. Yeah, I get that. Develop your shit. Um, and then last, last but not least, um, Desmond Ritter to Detroit. Desmond Ritter, I had ranked, uh, not great. I think that if Detroit goes quarterback at 32, which I think they should, um, I think that if they, if Howell is there, if Corral is there, I think those dudes are guys that they should be looking at over Ritter. Um, but it is Detroit, so you never know. Right. Um, so this, these drafts, you know, it's interesting to see like who's off, who's on, because it tells me a lot about whose stock is up, whose stock is down. So we can pick apart some mock drafts at some point soon. Uh, but this one was kind of, kind of shitty, especially for the wide receivers. Yeah. They got a lot of them. And Jahan Dotson is not a first round wide receiver. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, gross. What Especially, was your, what was your over under on uh, wide receivers going in the first round? Five and a half. The, the yeah, the Fanduel line was five and a half, and I just said fuck it and took the over. I was putting like five bucks on it. Um, you, you said there was six in this one. There's six in this one, um, because I look at the list of players here, 
I don't think Minnesota goes wide receiver in the first. I don't think New England goes wide receiver in the first. So Yeah, you're probably right. It's weird, though, because so many teams don't have their first-round pick that, who knows, shit can get real weird. Yeah, and we'll see who trades up and trades down. Mm-hmm. And that's why all these rankings are just super preliminary, and we're just going to, you know, poke around and see what we see, and then I think we'll have a much better idea of where we should value guys based on where they land. Okay. Well, now that we've got our ranks done and we've looked over a couple things, set our plan for next week, I think it's time for us to head out. I will see you next week. Yeah, I'm really liking this uh, guide you put together. So, All right, yeah. I'm going to do some more video watching. We'll do some more talking next week. All right, my friend. Uh, And for me, for Ryan, for Craig... This has been TH Fantasy. You guys have a good night.